welcome back to another riveting episode. We're of... back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, I just want to tell you all I appreciate the re-listens and everything of our previous episodes. <laughs> Obviously, we all live in, uh, everyone knows we live in New Orleans and we were ravaged by a hurricane and members of our group were affected by some personal and family tragedies. So, we needed to take a well-deserved break. Actually, Frankie needed to take a well-deserved break because he does all the editing for us and he needed, he needed some time. <laughs> so... Because we finally, like, found the energy and will to do a few more episodes, we're gonna... Call it a Christmas miracle, oh, if you will. If we will, which we won't. <laughs> but we're gonna uh, do uh, a holiday episode, or as I said in a f- previous, it was a holiday episode. Mm. Oh. Yeah, so it's special. Thanks, Kyle, for your riveting... Yeah, what are we at... doing today, guys? Did you want to talk about the, the Jingle Bells thing? Like... There we go. That's that's our first demonstration. So Kyle. Oh, so we're gonna be like <laughs> instead of dolphins, we're going to be doing jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are the worst. Okay. So, so what, what is the plan of action? Today? So today is gonna be an interesting. We're gonna kind of go back to our roots, even though we only had like five or six actual episodes. <laughs> so we're gonna go back. To, we're gonna back in time for episodes, and we're episode gonna episode one and two. We're gonna do our uh, favorite. Our least favorite, or so best and worst Christmas or holiday movies. I would say I, I, would, do... I would more properly put it as favorite and least favorite, more than best and worst. I agree. I think uh, it's hard to pick a worst well, Christmas movie. And, oh but, no, no, mine is the worst Christmas movie. I, I don't know. So we, <laughs> we have shall to, see. So we have our favorite and our least favorite, and then we're gonna yes. ha- we're gonna, then we're gonna start some fighting words because we're gonna do overrated and underrated. Oh, okay. So this could get real interesting. So we're gonna kind of do this round robin. And might I add, in general, we normally would give each other options to watch the movies that we're gonna discuss to have notes. So this is gonna be some off the cuff nonsense here because we don't know what each other picked yeah this is true oh yeah i will say that i watched all of mine oh congratulations except for my least favorite because once i became an adult i swore i would never watch this trash movie again (laughs) that was playing in my house every christmas that i freaking hate well and we've already discussed my we had already discussed my least favorite christmas movie which was it's a Wonderful Life, a.k.a. you're a trash person and yeah. you probably should just die. But we're, I had to reevaluate and think Pick of a different one. one, which, you know, it's going to be spicy. So without further ado. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we starting off with? We want to do think we least do, favorite worst? I, I think we should do first? favorite. Okay. I think we should sandwich the shit. Favorite, least favorite, overrated, underrated. And okay. we'll go in a circle. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Go ahead, kick us off, Curly. All right. Gentlemen, uh, as a surprise to no one, I'm going to be kind of cliche here. My favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. It's a good one. It's oh, such a good one. Because it is a great... This is what you get. This is what you get for trying to flip the script, and then it comes back to bite you. I asked you yesterday, <laughs> tell us the list, and you're like, no, it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> I well, you have backups, right? I do have backups, okay. yes. Okay, so... Oh, well, then it's not your favorite. No. Oh. So, so, my favorite is obviously Home Alone because 
It was, if you think about it, if you think about what a Christmas movie should be, it should be engaging, it should be emotional, it should have senses of comedy in it, and it should talk about, like, the meaning and spirit of Christmas, which Kevin McAllister... Family. Family. We do it for family. Yeah. The original. Kevin McAllister is an asshole. Like, let's be real. But his family was also... Just the worst. His family was terrible. His family was terrible to him. And it was literally just like, he was just trying to do the best he can. But also he was kind of a little bitch about it. Like, I want my cheese pizza. Well, someone's going to have to barf it all up because it's gone. <laughs> like, he, you know, like he was doing his thing. I don't know how to pack a suitcase. Like, but, he was a little kid. Oh, he was eight years old. And you know that rich ass family took lots of vacations. Like, let, like, let's be real. That was a I big house. See, that was a giant house. I just watched this yesterday, or two nights ago, because I watched Alternative yesterday, but I didn't think he was that bad. I guess there wasn't enough of him being terrible. They just talked about him being well, terrible for, like, more late, than he was actually Hold terrible. on. He was not a terrible kid, or he was not a good kid for the late 80s. Because remember, back then... If kids stepped out of line once, it was they'd get a whooping. Yeah. So like kids get away with a lot more now. So like oh, yeah. retrospect, it's like, oh, he wasn't that bad. He's Back an angel. then he was he shoplifted. He was he was doing like he was yeah. He shoplifted accidentally. No, he got scared because he wanted to make sure his toothbrush was approved by the American Dental Association. Yeah, and the and shovel yeah. man was there. And the shovel man, which my favorite part of this movie is when he's like, I'm not afraid anymore. Do you hear me? And then the guy just pops up and he screams bloody murder. <laughs> I laugh every time I see that. And Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof, woof. Did you know that was John Hughes's son? Yes. That picture. Oh, oh, I did not know that. Uh, in, in drag. <laughs> did um, not. There's so many good actors in this, and, like, the, some of, like, the hidden things, like, oh, so obviously Catherine O'Hara is great, oh, especially David. now, and she does her uh, things now where it'll be just her in a TikTok, and they made a commercial with her just, like, Kevin, like, randomly yelling, and you're like, yeah, I get it, Catherine O'Hara, you get Cash, that money. Cashing in on the Home Alone. Uh, yeah, 30-something years later. 40? 40? Yeah. 41 years later? The no. Wet, the Wet Bandits are definitely my favorite part of Home Alone. So, Joe Joe Pesci explicitly so short. would not be around uh, Macaulay Culkin because he wanted it to be scary. And then, because he was so known for just throwing out, like, <laughs> you and <laughs> this, he would literally just made up gibberish. Like, when he was just like, <laughs> It's, that was him because he just made up gibberish for all of his cussing. And so he did that so that he would be scary. And so he would do that. And Daniel Stern, I mean, obviously memorable as Goofy Mark. Oh, he is the, he's the comedy of that the movie. That movie has arguably my favorite scene slash line in a movie ever. And it's when they're chasing Kevin up and he's in the attic. And then Kevin pushes the tool chest and like... What's that noise? And they have their ear to the door and it's just... That's Home Alone 2, you idiot. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sorry I called you an idiot. But yeah, that's Home Alone 2. For someone who just watched this movie two days ago. <laughs> did you watch the right movie? Did I? Was he in New York or was he in... He wasn't in New York. Oh. No, I watched it. Was that not in this first one? My, my favorite... No, I don't know. I just watched like six movies in the past three. My start favorite blending is, together. There are so many good things. Like, John Hughes is incredible. And he cast Macaulay Culkin yeah. because he worked with him during Uncle Buck. Too. Which is another great John that's a, Hughes That's movies. a great movie. Um, 
It's just, it like, but when I get back to, like, why it's my favorite Christmas movie, it's because I love comedy. I love, like, kind of slapstick humor. And, like, yeah, the whole point is he actually recognizes, hey, like, I miss my family. Family's kind of what's important during the holidays. He learns from the scary-ass shovel man who just, also, who randomly throws salt on their neighbor's, like, sidewalks? No one does that anymore. He's a kind old man. But nobody does that anymore. You know who pissed me off in that movie? Buzz? No. The dad. Oh, Mr. McAllister. Yeah. He was a jerk off. He, when they got to France, there's like, Moira, oh, I know her name's not Moira, yeah. Moira, it, it'll be fine, we can't do anything today, let's just go back to the hotel. What father would do that if they were across the world? A father in the 80s, because they didn't care. Yeah. That pissed me off. <laughs> well, I think he's even, he's, he's worse off? in the pissed second one, off. the father's worse in the second one. Have you, have you seen the trailer for the new Home Alone? Uh, I've seen Home it. Alone, and Home Sweet Home? No, it's home? home Sweet Home Alone, and I watched <laughs> half of it, and I could not stand it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get on this tangent, because we're talking about what brings us joy. Oh, yeah, yeah, But Home Sweet Home just, Alone is worse, because the kid is actually a full asshole, and he's British, and... They, he's British! And he's British, <laughs> and his parents... Like, or it's not... It's a kid his, from Jojo Rabbit, right? It's yeah, a kid from the Jojo British Rabbit, Jojo and his parents, like, it's his family isn't mean or anything to him, they're just loud, so he's like, oh, I'm a little neglected. And so he, like, anyway, back to Home Alone, it's a great movie, great movie. it's my favorite, it is one of my favorites, I love watching it, I, I even watched, I liked the sequel, when, again, when it was John Hughes I and Christopher like, Columbus. Yeah. yeah. I guess my favorite scene is... Well, Chris Columbus directed both. Okay, but they're John Hughes written by Chris John Columbus yeah. directed. So that that's team, such a John Hughes movie too. Yeah, the when t- you look back at all his other works, and then it's it's got a magic. It's so John, John Hughes, Hughes movies have a nice magic to them. Well, and and John Candy. I mean, even just him yeah. being there for that little cameo, it's great. I mean, heartwarming, wonderful. I think that's going to be my favorite. Yeah. Cool. Well, it was my favorite, but I made the rule of no double dipping, so I'll have to go to my number two. Oh. And I would say my second favorite Christmas movie slash holiday movie is Tim Allen's 1994 classic, The Santa Claus. Ooh, I approve. Also love that movie a lot. It's the best one of all of them. It is so good. It launched a... Is there three or four? Did they they do four? They did three of them. There's three. They're all... Okay. Don't you, don't you don't you They're all okay? No, they're not. It's a fine trilogy, but the first one is is excellent. It's a I I think it's a classic in that era, you know, cuz you go back you look at classic it's a wonderful life, classic air quotes. But in that era of of Christmas, it's just such a good movie. Like you just said about Home Alone, which I think we'll find a theme here. It has heart, it has comedy, it has a message. It's a great movie. I also enjoy this movie. The other two are trash. I'm I'm sorry. They're not good movies. But like especially They're the okay. third one. The third one was Is that the one with It's the uh, one where Martin Shore with Martin, Martin Shore, Shore. he's Jack Frost. Yeah. It, that one is all, The Escape Clause. Ooh. No. The okay, uh, They're not great. The second one <laughs> the was, first one is great. The second one was at least it had an interesting thing and then they peppered in a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But the first one was great. The first one was cool because like that was Tim Allen at his like peak dad yes thing and then the whole i mean i just loved how he just kept having the quips against neil the like the shrink but let's be real that kid was terrible also i thought the mom and that stepdad neil neil, neil yeah neil they were awful they were they really were so bad. awful 
Tim Allen was the good dad for sure. He was trying, but he like, oh, he was a workaholic. He was the overworked. Him bad. He, he was the classic '90s overworking yeah. dad. Well, I hate that, that cliche where like son. the family hates the dad for working too much. Because I'm like, well, what, how do you think that you're living the way that you're living without him going to work? Yeah. Exactly. And they and they punish him in the movie. It's definitely been a movie cliche. I don't know. I, maybe maybe they're getting away from it now, but that was something. For a while. For so for all yeah. the 90s. All 90s movies were like, yeah. dad works too much, he neglects his kids. But it wasn't because he was an abusive father. No. He just like, did. He, like, he was actually, I'm like, sure, he was late to like, uh, like for the drop off and everything. But he was like, oh, I'm going to try and make dinner. Obviously, he's no Julia Child and couldn't figure it out. And then he was like, oh. He burnt the hell out of that turkey. Burnt the hell out of that turkey. But he, like, read him a story at night and had presents and stuff. And he was trying to be engaged, even though, obviously, the whole thing was like, oh, he was taking his life for granted. Now I think that was. Now he's Santa. I think that was peak, peak Tim Allen comedy, too. His facial expressions, the way he would talk, the way he would uh, exacerbate the way that he said something. I don't th- is that the right word? I don't think that's the right word I was looking for. Exaggerate, or he would put a lot of emphasis, yeah, on, emphasis on different things. Yeah. Or he would just like, be like, what? Like, do a, do a silly, yeah. <laughs> just his noises. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, uh, my favorite part of it is really stupid, but it's when they're like, they go to Denny's and they like, he's like, did or kitchen fire and the guy like picks up his hand his hands are burnt <laughs> yeah. and he's like, I'd like a Piping hot glass of eggnog, we're out. <laughs> Coffee. I'm just like, but chocolate milk, we're out. <laughs> and Regular if your milk's fine. If you remember that scene, it's a bunch of dads with their kids. There's yes. no families. It's all just deadbeat dads. It's all dads with their kids. So it's literally just <laughs> oh, like, okay. Yeah, the theme. That was that was the thing. So um, I used to love the scene where he would shave. And his beard would grow automatically back once he was Santa Claus. That cracked me up as a kid. But one thing I wanted to bring up. You, Frankie, as a kid, had... I can't, I'm not going to remember her name right now. But the crackhead from Lizzie McGuire. Oh, Lelaine. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was your crush? I found my first crush in this movie. Was it the elf girl? Paige Tomata, who plays Julie the Elf. Julie the Elf. <laughs> I thought she was so cute when I was younger, and I would, like, rewind the scene just to watch just to her watch it again. That, that whole interaction between her and Santa, when he's like, oh, look really good for your age. Thanks, but I'm dating so-and-so. He's in rapping. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's just a good movie. It, it's also my wife's favorite. I'm going to put that out there. Um, I thought that all the weird, like the the SWAT team elves were, I found them. Very I love how Tinsel. Oh, I, for, I forgot about that. I, found SWAT I love how team. Tinsel was used to like make them escape from jail. Like it was some sharp razor wire. What are, are they? I forgot. We're it's been elves. A while. Do they go to get attitude. him to be Santa? Yes. Uh, okay. But it was like it. They were very like we're elves with creepy. attitude. Yeah, it was like we're elves with attitude. I'm like, what? Is, why are you talking to that <laughs> security guard that way? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and they shot wrapping paper out of their belts in a way that was like, to, like right sh- next to their genitals. To, it was very like their pelvis a lot. Forward. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I didn't catch that as a kid, but now I see, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I see the error of their way. They were <laughs> wrapping paper. <laughs> it was very like, it was like, uh, okay, this is what we're doing mm. now. I also like there, the random like kids that were there when Santa's like kind of like they find like the mom finally believes that he's Santa and he's like dropping the gifts, the weenie whistle and the mystery. Whose favorite toy growing up was a fucking weenie whistle? Uh, the shrink, obviously. Yeah, Neil's. Neil. Because all but, Neil's are perverts. But all 
<laughs> That's an inside joke, sorry. Um, but no, the part when um right after that, there's a bunch of kids that just vanish and they actually are all elves. All elves. So were they all just like paying like doing like uh intel to make sure he didn't f it up? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but I you do notice that all the kids have little sharpie ears. Mm. It's a it is a very good movie. I still think that kid is a little brat asshole through it and then i like how so this whole movie like buttons it up where it's like oh he's gonna be a better dad and this that, and the other and the second movie the son's like on the naughty list because he like he's like oh my dad was absent again because he was santa and he never gave me what i wanted i'm like you're like again the kid is the kid is terrible wow. he wasn't yeah. i remember him being a jerk because i remember he was like spray painting something the school, in, in the and school. The spoiler alert Mrs. Claus ends up being found in this movie. It's the principal, right? That's yeah, the second because one. she didn't believe in Santa any either, and then he made her believe in it. And then, oh, I got married, and they're the marriage. Mm -hmm. she the probably, Mrs. Claus. She wanted some <laughs> dumb toy too. Make you believe in Santa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you only once a year. Gross. It's serious. Oh, okay. man. Well, we have made this filthy. Frankie. It's only going to get worse It is. Here. This is our number one of four. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I'm glad we're starting with best. Uh, so this movie, uh, it's been a family favorite for since forever. It was my dad's favorite Christmas movie. And we've watched it every year, like I said, since we can remember. It's Christmas Vacation. It's one of those, I think, that you talk about Home Alone, where it touches, it's got just ridiculous comedy, but it's got, it maybe even brings in that overworked dad trope a little bit, and it has heart. The shitter's full! The, yeah, <laughs> and it, like, just constant characters that are just so good, and it doesn't let up from the beginning all the way to the end. Now, it's that is another really good pick, back when National Lampoon's had a foot to stand on. Oh, yeah. Back when they were producing good material. It's coming off of vacation. European Vacation, right? Was second. I can never get the order right for the vacation. I can never movies. get the order right, and I don't think National Lampoon does either because the ages of the children constantly are always change. Yeah, and that became whatever. one of the gags. They always like recast the kids. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's coming off of vacation to begin with. Like mm -hmm. besides European vacation, which but vacation this was is... also a John Hughes. Yeah, yeah, and then that movie. Yeah, it, it has everything in it that a crazy Christmas dad does or thinks about. And I love that. To the lights, to the trying to get the perfect gift, trying to cook the perfect turkey. Trying, trying to, to get family, family together in one roof on both sides. And that's yeah. really what it comes down to is like the holidays, despite the gifts, is always about family. 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 I actually have a, <laughs> I have a Funko Pop of Clark in the station wagon with the tree on top that I put out just at Christmas. Time. I love that. I so I love this movie so much and it is definitely one of my favorites be purely yeah. because of Aunt Bethany. Yes. It's a house on fire clock. No, Aunt don't push me down. <laughs> like it's just like, it's like everybody's has... rusty still in the navy. <laughs> I love riding in cars. <laughs> like is this the airport clock? Like the everybody has that like elderly like elderly nana lady who's always just kind of there but not present what's nice about what's fun about her this is a fun fact of the movie is she was the voice actress for betty boop yeah and uh another christmas so uh the uncle the her husband <laughs> no the blah blah saying <laughs> he's he's the voice of the mad scientist in nightmare before christmas oh yeah what's the matter with you 
get in there and get me a stogie. Like, it's just like... <laughs> the, the whole thing. Oh, you didn't have to get us anything. Oh, no, he guessed, he guessed it. it. Yeah, just love it. From Cousin Eddie to Chevy Chase to the kids. Cousin Eddie in the movie. Not Cousin Eddie's Island Revenge or Island Adventure. <laughs> Christmas Vacation 2. I didn't reuse that one, but definitely one of the worst Christmas movies ever. Well, okay, so if you had to say what your favorite part of this movie is, what would it be? Oh, man. I think it's really funny when he goes to cut the turkey open. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it just like, what is it, Exploder and Wilters? It, it, it literally just like, de- it like deflates <laughs> yeah. open like a, like a weird balloon. I, I think, think that's for, really funny. For me, it's after the whole movie, it's building up. He's trying to make this perfect Christmas for both sides of the family. They're not giving a shit. And it's when it comes to that moment where he just loses it because he gets the because he's trying to get a pool for his family, and he gets the jelly of a month club membership from his boss, yeah. and he just loses his shit. Cousin and Eddie, he, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and he Mark. has that monologue that just keeps going and going and going. I think that's probably my favorite part. I changed my mind real quick. I love his relationship with his next door neighbors. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, with Elaine from Seinfeld, White, Margo, and Todd. <laughs> That's a big tree. Where where are you gonna I'll stick it in your wife or something no, like that? Like, Bend over, over and I'll show you. Uh, yeah. You gotta learn talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> that, why is the floor all wet, Todd? I don't, I don't know, Margo. Their their banter back and forth. Every even though they're in it, it's only like what three four scenes where you see them is so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, what is your favorite? Um, uh, so I would have to say the um either either any of those parts were great, but the uh when he's like sitting there fantasizing about uh the pool in the backyard and like the whole family's there just doing stuff, and then you see cousin Eddie and he's just like <laughs> even in his head he's like oh gross, and then it turns into the model from the the store, and then it like goes does that whole uh. Uh, what fast times at Ridgemont High, where she's like swims and comes out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that was like cute and that was good. Yeah, that and, and just like that whole interaction when he's at the store, it's like <laughs> like Yule Yule log. I don't have a log, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife, rest her soul. Oh, I'm sorry. No, she's not dead. We're just divorced. <laughs> she is history. <laughs> like it's just like it's the it's the same thing from like regular vacation where he's just like trying to rekindle like oh yeah I'm still like I'm still like hot even though and I can still get it if I wanted to like that whole thing and then dude from Big Bang Theory as a kid oh yeah that's wa- his son he plays yeah, walks up you can't see the line can you Russ nope <laughs> <laughs> can't see it dad <laughs> well those are our uh, favorites yeah those or are our favorites our, yeah we said those, yeah, are, those are our favorite Christmas movies yes. why don't we take a break <laughs> Next is our least favorite Christmas movie. And I don't know oh. if I I don't know if I said this, but I did not watch this one because I hate this movie with a burning passion. Going back and thinking of it, I probably should have put it on my least five favorite movies on our first podcast, our se- actually our second episode, but I didn't. 
But I'm glad I didn't because then I could talk about it now during our Christmas episode. So my least favorite is the only animated film that I chose for this podcast. And it is Uh-oh. The Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I hate this movie. The claymation The one? claymation one. <laughs> so much with that stupid boy, his stupid drum, his stupid dancing animals, going to fucking Bethlehem. I don't care what you're doing, boy. I don't care. Remind well, that's me, because you're what, the, what is the plot of this movie? Kidding. I, I don't remember. I just remember the kid with drums and the claymation. Kid, kid gets a drum, uh, and it's a magical drum or whatever, and when he plays Animals Dance... Some kind of bandits come into his, what are they called, when they're poor and they have huts. Not a town, it's... The ghetto? No. Village. Like a village, yes. They <laughs> Don't slap me, Jesus. <laughs> they, come into, yes. they come into a village, his parents end up dying, he ends up leaving with his dancing animals and his stupid drum. He gets on this sideshow because he can make animals dance, and then they go, okay. and then he finds this another crew, and they end up starting to go to Bethlehem to meet Jesus. Okay. It's basically it. It's slow. It's boring. It came out right around the time all those claymation Disney's or a year without a Santa Claus and um, Rudolph. It came around. Those weren't Disney. Those were no, not Disney. Just those old movies. I didn't say Disney, did I? It's like what? Yeah, you Rankin, did. Rankin, I did. I didn't mean. I didn't mean Disney. No, no. But all those that, old I Rankin and Bass. I think is who did all those claymation. No, all those older movies yeah. like that. And the it's classic cons- Christmas claymation movies. Exactly. Yeah. And this one is the worst. But. It was played all the time when I was younger because my dad loves those claymation things. In 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 the hierarchy of my dad's life of things he loved loves, I'm pretty sure it's my mom, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, claymation movie, and then his kids. <laughs> well, hold on. The Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is probably one of my favorite They're, animated It's great. Good. One of my favorite. It's great. But... So this movie should not be played anytime around those other ones. Because I love, like you just said, Rudolph, I love Year Without a Santa Claus. But the little drummer boy, <laughs> you. Uh, I will agree. I don't think of the, like, there are so many good Christmas uh, claymation or animated movies, and then there's, like, the middle of the road, like, Christmas animation movies, and then there are, like, the weird, awful ones. Like, I'm not a particular Look at his fan. dumb face, Frankie. That stupid boy. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Year Without a Santa Claus, particularly. It has memorable moments, but I don't think it's a particularly good movie. Little Drummer Boy is completely forgettable. I will say that. I forgot about it. I had to ask Kyle to refresh me on what the whole plot was. It has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. I no longer trust that website. Can I'm we, sorry. You can't ahead. trust Rotten Tomatoes. Can we go on a side tangent? Because I brought this up the other day at Ooh, work. I love so, so, okay. So, in the hierarchy of Christmas movies, why do they make all of these characters, like, <laughs> sort of <laughs> mentally <laughs> challenged? <laughs> Okay. Happy birthday! <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> That's just frosty. That's frosty. No, but it's not, because, okay, if we want to talk about Claymation and uh, Rankin and Bass movies, like, in, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, when he goes to the Island of Misfit Toys, like, 
All of them have, like, a different thing. First of all, Herbie would, did not want to be a dentist. He wanted to be a homosexual. No, <laughs> like, that is... Herbie was always my favorite elf. <laughs> I, I want to be a dentist. It's like, no, we know you want something in your mouth, but it's not dental tools. But, the, no, when he, he means... Kids, <laughs> when, but when they go to the island of Misfit Toys, and it's like, oh, like the scooter for Jimmy and the dolly for Sue. Do you want to know what the dolly for Sue? What, what the problem was? Because they talk about it in like a documentary. She was depressed. The mm. doll was depressed, and oh, yeah. mentally depressed doll. We're throwing you on the island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. This it makes no sense. People admit with mental issues <laughs> got to go on an island by themselves. Island by himself. That's run by a weird talking griffin. <laughs> well, we just lost half of our demographic. <laughs> all of it. We all have mental issues. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's little drummer boy. Let's, let's my, well, there we go. My least favorite. Uh, Christmas movie is obviously It's a Wonderful Life but since we already talked about that one I'm going to go with my next least favorite which is actually a modern Christmas movie which I hate so much when they try to retell a story and this is actually the third time that they've tried to retell it and that is going to be The Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Oh, the Illumination. The Illumination. Oh, And this is why I didn't like that movie. It didn't need to be done at all. No, it was a Christmas... It's yes. a cash, cash grab. grab. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was apparently the most financially successful out of all of the, or out of the two before. It was more financially successful than the... Even the first one? Even than even the first one. And that it first was... played so many years? The first one, like, the first one based Boris off of the Carlisle. actual film. Yeah, yeah, the narrated one. Okay. It's, it's more financially successful than that one, obviously, because that one was just put on TV however long ago. Yeah. I, I figure by now they would have made more money than the... Probably not. But uh, um, but apparently okay. not. And then the Jim Carrey one, which I thought was excellent. That, that, was, that was up there on my list for favorites. Uh, I love that movie. But this one was just, like, so I often talk about, like, oh, it needs to have joy. This one didn't have any fun or joy because it's one of those things where they're like, oh, we're going to put in some, like, hip stuff in it. Like, I think Pharrell is the voice of the dog or of, some, or of the reindeer or something in oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then it's literally just like, hey... He's depressed because he's lonely on Christmas, not because he hates the Who's. Yeah, like, I specifically remember more... his Grinch. This Grinch was not even that Grinchy, if, no. if you will. Like, he didn't really hate Christmas. It was just a lonely guy on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I just it was, thought it was... Uh, I he, it was, it was a watered-down Grinch. It was stupid. Like, Very that's what it was. Down. It wasn't... He wasn't sad because the kids made him shave his beard and laughed at him about it. It wasn't... It, it wasn't him just being a bad person. That was one of my favorite parts of the, of the Jim Carrey one, where the kid has the beard and he shaves, and he's got all the cut marks with the toilet paper. Toilet paper on it. It's so memorable, and this is why. This is why the sign I think of a memorable movie is that like every, when people make memes of stuff, and every time they like, someone will make like I I am a homosexual jokes what? about them. I know. No so way. A surprise. No people will make jokes. You, you played the dentist. <laughs> now open your mouth <laughs> but there's a part in um in the jim carrey grinch where they're like the anger the fury and then it's christine Boryansky, the muscles <laughs> and like there's a thing where it's like horror movie villain exists and it cuts to the gaze the muscles and that's like the meme yeah. and that's like the sign of a good like memorable movie is like people being able to recall things of it later and like ron yeah. howard did the grinch and 
it that it was like this big and Anthony Hopkins narrated it. Like there was like a lot of good work. A lot of talent in that one. A lot of talent. And I mean, then they were just like, oh hey, wasn't um Molly Shannon? She was the mom. There were a bunch of like good actors in that one. And then this one, they're like, Benedict Cumberbatch, Pharrell, you're gonna lead this cartoon. Also the lady in uh Murder She Wrote. Oh, Angela she, Lansbury. Yeah. She was in the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, she, well, she was in the new one. The yeah. new cartoon. I just I just think uh. that, again, a movie doesn't need to be done. It doesn't need to be done. Because you're not going to do it better justice. Like, the, the Jim Carrey one was better because they literally expanded upon the story and made, like, used the practical effects to make it this whole, like, world of nonsense. Versus this one where it was just, oh, we're just going to rehash the same cartoon. You know, I... I never saw it, and I'm sort of hypocritical because you guys know I love remakes. I love reboots and stuff like that. You're the remake guy. I am, but at the same point, I agree with you. Some things just don't need to be remade. I guess it's just things that I want remade (laughs) are okay to be remade, but like I don't need another Grinch. And the thing is, you you know in in another 10, 15 years, there's going to be another Grinch Oh, I'll do you one better, and this happened last year, and I talked about this to one of the other people that we work with. Um, Fox did a live action stage production of How the Grinch Stole Christmas oh. <laughs> as a musical and they, it was not good and it was so bad. It was also very uncomfortable to watch because Matthew Morrison, who is a Broadway actor and he was most notably Mr. Shoe on Glee. He played the oh, Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> Just the pictures alone. I remember. No, no, no. no, no Stop no. right now and I go am, look at the picture of this I guy. am not done. <laughs> if you want to feel like, like, if you want to feel physically and emo- emotionally uncomfortable, what he sings a song and he is like, Matthew Morrison is an attractive gentleman and he knows how to dance. What I don't need to see is a man in a weird green suit with a weird fat, like pot belly thing, gyrating his hips as he's like singing to children. Live television on Fox and it was oh, very Fox. uncomfortable. And I talked to the guy at work and I was like, oh, I watched this. I was so uncomfortable. He's like, I was watching it with my kids and I had to shut it off because I thought it was just too much. And I was like, yeah, it was very uncomfortable. The, the Grinch should be left alone. The yeah. cartoon is the the original cartoon is the original cartoon. A, and then and B, the, Grinch, the live action. Yeah, the, the Jim Carrey Grinch are perfect. Number one, the uh. first cartoon and number B, the live action. We don't need to touch a Grinch anymore. <laughs> All right, so now I guess I have two honorable mentions since you... First off was that live action Grinch Fox presentation. There's also this movie on Netflix that came out last year with Dolly Parton, where she plays a hobo. Oh, that, yes! Yes! That was, that was pretty bad. It was the first Christmas movie where I didn't finish it. That was also the one, and Christine Boryansky plays, like, the villainess in it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think You're I not that. missing much. Watch the it's beginning. Like it's Dolly Parton. It's yeah, a- this town's getting sold to some rich lady in Dolly Parton, some hobo magic lady. It's so weird. Because we, me and my <laughs> wife watch all those trashy Netflix so Christmas bad. movies. So, like, Dolly Parton did, like, have this deal with Netflix where she did Heartstrings, where she had, like, little short movies, and yeah. my favorite drag queens, Trixie and Katya, did, like, a review of one of them. So, and then they were talking about this hobo movie, and I watched part of it, and I was like, I cannot watch this. You can't. But it wasn't my least favorite Christmas movie. So, the director of this movie, he brought you The Flintstones in 1994. Oof, okay. He brought you Jingle All the Way in 1996. 
and The Spy Next Door in 2010. But in 2012, he decided to do A Christmas Story Part 2. Oh no! <laughs> really? <laughs> I've seen this and it is bad. So, Christmas Story is who's one the, of those. First, who's the director? Uh, Brian Any... Levant. Oh, okay. So, uh, it's one of those. Christmas Story is obviously one of those that it's pl- it plays twenty four seven during the Christmas time. It's one of those ABC go tos, along with the Harry Potter movies, for whatever reason, for Christmas time. But anyway, so because obviously... it snows and that's obviously yeah. indicative of Christmas. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Harry. But uh. <laughs> Where's my jumper? (laughs) But in this one, so the original one, Ralphie, the little kid, he wants a Red Ryder BB gun. In the sequel, he wants a car. But the thing is, they take everything about the first one and they make it into a slapstick movie. And the first one wasn't successful because it was a slapstick movie. The first one's successful because it's heartfelt and because it's arguably overplayed, sure. But... What's good about the original Christmas story is that it is very memorable for everything. And it's okay. because we've all had to watch it multiple times multiple a year. Multiple times, thanks let's, to ABC Family. Let's let's not talk about A Christmas Story too much. Oh, someone's overrated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because if one of you take my overrated film, we will then talk about it then. <laughs> well, we'll get to the the Christmas story Maybe. later. Maybe. Potentially, okay. potentially. So, least favorite. I don't really have much more on the notes other than that, other than... It's just a slapstick mess. It's just one of those cash grabs. It didn't even go to the theaters. It was one of those straight to straight to TV, straight to DVD. What year was it? Movies. It was 2012. So definitely DVD, straight to DVD. Yeah, it was one of those. It was just fun. And I was actually kind of excited about it because it had uh, one of the wet bandits. What's the guy's name? The tall one. Daniel Stern? Yeah, Daniel Stern plays the old man. And so like the cast looked kind of fun. It looked like it'd be a good movie. And then was it a whole new cast? Uh, well, yeah, they had to obviously because it was so oh, many, so many yeah. years later. Oh no! And we can get to that whenever we discuss my Ooh. under or overrated film that those actors were still working. Oh, I'm so happy. It doesn't sound like your guys overrated is going to be mine. I can't wait to shit on this movie. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. willing to bet what your overrated movie is now. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so Chris- a Christmas Story two. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. And it's it's maybe worse than Christmas Vacation 2. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not. Those are fighting words. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've never, I, I've never seen it. I didn't even know it existed. Well, it's one, it was one of those low-key... Because yeah. they did A Christmas Story, A Christmas Story 2, and they did, like, A Summer Story, which was also supposed to be Ralphie mm. and them, and it had something to do with, like, spinning tops, is what um, I remember. Yeah, I was... Okay, so in, in during the readings of getting ready for our podcast... I didn't know this. There are two movies that are considered sequels to A Christmas Story that are non-canon. Yeah. And I didn't know that at all. I can't re- I can't recall what their names were, but they came out in like the 80s and 90s time frame. How does that make sense? They're, they're not Christmas cons- movies, but they take place with the same family or something. They do other things. Yeah. They're considered sequels, but not canon. They're not canon to A Christmas Story. Because no. nobody wants to remember them. So okay. they remember A Christmas Story fondly, and then they don't. So they were Christmas. supposed to be sequels, but if they were then successful. they're like, eh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I remember watching A Christmas Story 2 once, and it was like all about him trying to get a job so that he could get a car. Yeah. And oh, so he was older. He's older. It's like four years later, he's trying to get a car instead of a BB gun. Oh, uh, when you said a car, I thought like some kind of like toy car. Or no, an actual he's trying car. To get, like, he's a teenager car. now. Oh, okay. It's basically licensed to drive, but bad. If you don't know what licensed to drive is, it's the, the Corey twins and Heather Graham. <laughs> All right, well, three good picks. I agree with all of them because I haven't seen two of them, and the other one I wish I'd never seen. 
which was mine. The, the little drummer boy. boy that oh, fun. yeah. Ugh. Gross. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. So we are back, and I guess we're going to do the overrated movies now. All right, so my overrated movie... Don't you pick mine. Don't you pick mine either. I hope I don't pick it. So this one was nominated for three Oscars. Oh, this mine is definitely not. It is Polar Express. 2004. Okay. Okay, thank God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God. I have a story about this. So Polar Express, it's one of those movies that it seems to be loved by a lot of people. I don't really find it too entertaining. And I think it's overrated because if you go to places like SeaWorld, they usually have like an annual show that they do. They have like a Polar Polar Express IMAX experience you can do. And it's just one of those things that plays on TV all the time. And I think what really nails it on the head is a lot of the reviews for the movie say that the animation was just kind of creepy. Yeah. Isn't it the one where the it's eyes Zemeckis, don't move? It's Zemeckis, right? It's, it's, it's Zemeckis, and it was it holds the Guinness Book of World Record in 2006 for being like the first digitally captured movie. So it's the first time that they tried working with that technology. What do you so mean? That, like motion capture? Yeah, like they? motion oh, capture, okay. where everything was just cartoon in a digital CGI way. Okay. And they were using like actors to try to like capture the movements and things like that. So okay. I think that's probably, you know, they were trying something new. So I guess maybe give them credit for that. But it just comes across weird. But also, if you give them credit for that, the movie itself has a weird pacing. It's It can be exciting at times, but a lot of times I just find it kind of dull. It's kind of a dull movie. The The most magical part about it is maybe Tom Hanks. And maybe they milk the little Tom Hanks a little too much. But can I say that I did not like Tom Hanks in this movie? And it's it's hard to not like Tom Hanks. Agree. Tom Hanks is like is a gift of our generation. But I w- like especially because like his biggest part in it because he plays multiple parts, but his biggest yeah. part in it is as the conductor. And I like it's just like it's almost like his mouth looks like a puppet where he's like, ball aboard, ball aboard. Yeah. and you're like, please stop yelling at me. <laughs> and why are you yelling at all these children while you're abducting them? You. <laughs> weirdo <laughs> something i thought was kind of cool and i think you would like this is there's a scene in the movie where the engineer and what's the other guy's name ah the fireman they're like trying to get the pen for the train it's like when they're like drifting the the train vin diesel style across this ice lake oh you mean like snowpiercer would do if it was realistic because <laughs> that movie is f***ing <laughs> trash keep going <laughs> F-, f is for family keep going talk to me about Vinny d well okay so this is a robert zemeckis film and he directed back to the future there, in the background, there is a working flux capacitor on the train. Oh, really? It's like a little Easter egg in the back. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I thought, I thought that was kind of neat. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. What year did it come out? Do you know? By uh, any chance? 2004. 2004. I, I believe, I don't know what I was doing or anything, but I believe my whole family went to see it in IMAX, and they all got super sick because of the motion and it's moving real fast with iMac and they all had to leave. Do you want to... I don't know why I said that. Do you want to know that I worked at a movie theater when Polar Express came out? And do you want to know what movie I had to wait until it would be over at like 11.30 at night 
because it was for whatever reason one of the last later shows of the movie theater. That's it, crazy. And there was it was there was always like one random like couple that would be in it, and I'm pretty sure it was so they could like get to in the theater. Mm. But I remember having to sit there and wait for it to end while they're listening to like Josh Groban singing Believe which was like the song of that movie and how much I just hated Christmas that year because... Because <laughs> of Polar Express? Because of f***ing Polar Express. <laughs> Josh <laughs> I If you just believe. And it was like, please just kill me. And then it would cut into that... Polar Express. And it was like... The hot chocolate song or the... Yeah, it's so stupid. They're literally like... like, I hate all of this so much. I really wish we were videoing this as well. It's just so creepy. Did the lit that polar express? It's so awful. It's so bad. It's just it's so yeah. Ugh. So yeah, nominated for Oscars, but okay, womp womp, overrated that, that, piece of good. That is trash. my evidence of overrated. It had Oscars, but it's not a good movie. Or it was nominated, but not a good movie. I like how you're like, oh, you mean the hot chocolate song? <laughs> there was a song about hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm sorry, no amount of Tom Hanks could save that movie. No. And Tom Hanks can save a lot of things. Tom Hanks has saved a lot of things. Oh, uh, and uh, one more fun fact, I guess. The Polar Express was written by the same author, Chris Van Houseberg, who also wrote the novel Jumanji. Oh. And he wrote Zerthura. I, I have read none of those works, but I thought it was cool. Great. Now we're just sitting in silence while Kyle plays on his f***ing phone. What, what you got over there, right, buddy? so... My most overrated movie, Christmas movie, by far, is a very popular movie. I would say among our generation is the most popular Christmas movie. If you f***ing take mine, I'm going to be really damn angry. Are you going to do it? Are you going to take it? This movie oh. was brought to you by... If you say what I think... The man who brought you Iron Man. <laughs> You, you're not taking this from me. <laughs> if you say if the word elf comes out of your mouth, I'm going to be mad. With an actor who helmed the movie, who helmed such classics as Talladega Nights. Oh, <laughs> you. Step Brothers. He's, oh. taking, he's taking it. The most overrated Christmas movie of all time. You read my list, didn't is you? Is Elf. <laughs> you, you're accurate, but you that was mine and you stole it from me i love john favreau i love will ferrell i love all their works i think they're fantastic people love this movie so much because they think they love will ferrell they also, think it's yeah. a good <laughs> yeah. they think they is... love they think they love this movie because will ferrell is in it and it's the only reason i fully came in oh, to here i fully came in here today expecting to say it's an okay movie it's fine as a christmas movie it's not fantastic it's not wonderful until i rewatched it again two days ago this movie is not good it's not it's not funny it's not will ferrell might be arguably one of the most childish actors in in history yes. and this is the most childish movie ever the jokes are childish they're not funny they're not smart it's just him screaming 
beef and cheese and stupid shit like that. It's dumb. It's not a good movie. This movie really I, got you worked no, up. I, so, I hate this movie. You got so angry so over the I want, there On Netflix, there's a, um, there's a documentary The movies series, who made us. The movies that made us. And I watched that on Elf uh, when it came out oh. last year. It's very interesting. So I will give them credit because it was Jon Favreau's first movie that he was allowed to direct. So it arguably gave him the clout to be able to do Iron Man and all the rest the of man become of Orion. the man of Disney. But, and like how they did a lot of their stuff because they were on they did a lot of TV before because that how they were able to do all the filming because they were doing it on such a tight budget, how they, they basically stole like the claymation stuff from Rankin and Bass. And then they had to like settle to be able to use it or change the stuff just enough so that it wasn't, protected under copyright it's the only funny part of that movie that's, that's, bye buddy i hope you find your dad <laughs> oh it's stupid narwhal and it's the snow, good and the christmas snowman. callback and the yeah. snowman yeah i do have to say like uh, something i also really hated about i like, i'm not a huge will ferrell fan but this was also will ferrell before he got very famous this what he did old school that was like his only I big was, major movie before they he was able to do everything else. Yeah. So this obviously gave him the jumping off point. And there are good actors and good actresses in this. I don't particularly care for Zoe Deschanel. I get it. Oh, people, also, keep, Zoe Deschanel with blonde hair, Hollywood, you could have that back. We don't want that. Oh, <laughs> we don't I, want like, that. I, her, oh. her shtick of being like, I'm adorkable. Like, I get it. But like, she's not even in that movie. She's not 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 like in New Girl. She's kind and of like blase and bitchy. Yeah. But and she has blonde hair and it looks gross. But like her whole Jeez. like her whole thing in the movie was it was off-putting. The movie itself, I agree with you, is kind of like I I hate that people love this movie. Like people are like, it's almost elf season. And I'm like, please stop. The memes of like him like sitting there smiling, and it's like, it's only 364 more days till Christmas. It's like, I hate it so much that it's gotten this like whirlwind appreciation. I just I'm yeah, not a it's fan. De- it's definitely embedded itself into pop culture, and it's because the Christmas think pop they love culture. Will I I'm one of those that have the opinion of like, oh, it's okay. I I'm not against it. I don't have the heated uh, opinion that Kyle has of the Elf movies and me, but he stole it from me. <laughs> like a I will. You stole Home Alone from me, so if suck it. it. Uh, Fair, okay. <laughs> if somebody puts the Elf on, I- I'll watch it with them. But you know, there was they did remake the Elf into like a tv special like a claymation tv special i did it was garbage i did hear about that i did not watch it i only watched it because mark hamill played the dad and that that was fun and he has like a musical number so what i was going to say i was going to ask you guys if you knew what major movies this came in between but you already said his first big movie was old school but his first like movie at the helm can you guys guess what it would have been like he's the lead yeah his first movie he's the helm after after elf because his first like i said his first big movie is old school but his first after elf that he was like the lead actor it wasn't step brothers it couldn't have been um what was the, uh anchorman yeah oh okay. which is crazy to think because when anchorman came out he was a a fucking big deal With, after anchorman after anchorman right anchorman but like the... you think of will ferrell as being this comedic genius forever but Anchorman was really the His first big movie after point. Elf. Which, uh, like you said, Elf launched him into be able to do that. So, I guess thankful to Elf. But the movie's not that great, so stop liking it. I, it just I embedded just, itself on Christmas pop culture. I, yeah. I just wish that it wasn't, like... I wish 
it wasn't a thing that everyone jumps on the bandwagon for. That's like, what it there is. are hundreds of Christmas movies to pick from. This one is not... It doesn't deserve it. Thanks for stealing my thing, but I just thought of a different one that is better, and I feel like it'll spark more of a conversation. Ooh, okay. Is it a Christmas story? Because that was my number it's, two, because that movie sucks. It's not a Christmas story, but... Alright, what do you got? Alright. Yeah. So, because you stole my shit, I'm going to go with my number two, which I feel like it will probably divide people, but I'm going to say the 2003 Richard Curtis directed project love actually oh that was my number oh. that was my number three okay never seen it but i know exactly what you're talking about because it like elf has embedded itself into yes. the christmas pop culture and the the, the sign thing yeah but it's not and the thing that bothers me about it is that it's not specifically a christmas movie it happens around christmas time and it it's like Christmas isn't the plot, which point. is which Except is what he for just, like two people, which he just said it embedded its, it embedded itself into Christmas culture because it took place around that time, like Die Hard, like Die Hard, yes, which Die Hard is a Christmas, it movie. is a Christmas, movie I because agree, it takes place at a Christmas party, yes, so but, it's a Christmas movie, it's but, like we were talking the other day, Gremlins, Gremlins uh, is oh I w- I was gonna put so that the as debate is settled, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, yes, it takes yeah, place at a go. Christmas party, it's like what's his name, uh, the Gremlin. Gizmo. Gizmo. Gizmo is a Christmas present. How yeah. is that not a Christmas movie? And people are like, no, it just takes place at Christmas time. It's like, no, it was, it was a Christmas present. Anyway. Anyway, go so ahead. Love Actually. Love Actually had so... It has the dynamite cast, but I... Such a good cast. A good Rick cast. Grimes from Walking Dead. Rick Grimes, Rick Grimes can... He was the worst part of that movie. <laughs> he is, he falls in love with his best friend's wife and then stands outside with signs saying like, hey, I love you. Can you come out here and me off? I want to be with you. Like, But it's not even shit. like that. It's like, I just want you to know that I love you. Don't tell so-and-so, but this is how I feel. And she just like, huh, giggles and oh, then walks away. Oh, it's just Christmas carolers. Like, go off, man. Right, and so there's that part. And then the part that everybody talks about <laughs> that they're like, you, Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman. <laughs> Rest in peace. Fantastic actor. And he did that part well. But Emma Thompson's character, who just wants her husband to, like, be there and be in love with her. And she thinks that he bought her this, like, necklace because he's, like, buying it at a grocery store. He actually bought it for his secretary. And you see her. It's, like, the hardest thing to watch on the planet where she just picks it. and Picks go- up the CD. She picks up the CD, realizing he didn't get it for it. And then she goes into her bedroom or the bathroom and just just cries and you you get like great actress doing the most and you're like fuck Bill Nye is like a music a musician who mm-hmm. just wants to have another hit and then Liam Neeson's in it Liam Neeson is trying to be like he's like the stepdad so he's not even this kid's real father no. but the mom died isn't the kid a famous kid too he oh, was is in this Game one of, of those where it's just like a bunch of mini it's stories it's a bunch of mini yes. stories that circles around uh, okay. so, so. Yeah. there's like Laura Linney who plays this woman who's just trying to get you know, laid and but then plot twist, she's actually taking care of her like mentally ill brother, so he's constantly cock blocking her. Then there's like the French lady or this she's Spanish speaking lady with Martin no Colin Firth at like so like somewhere, and then yeah. there's the politician, the politician's assistant that he likes or whatever. It's not Christmassy. No. And like of the groups, you're only really rooting for Liam Neeson and the little boy. Yeah. You're like, yeah, little boy, because he wants to like Play the learn how to play the drums so that he can like 
be the next be, little drummer boy. No, so he can um <laughs> that movie. So that he can uh impress like the girl that's singing like "All I Want for Christmas Is You" or something in this Christmas pageant. So he's like really trying and like Liam is just like, yeah, we're gonna do this. And then they run through an airport or something to get to her at the end. It's a bad movie. There, it's a well acted movie. It is not a Christmas movie. It is overrated, and the uh, half of the cast is trash. Like. You know, as one far of those as the characters they play. There's a movie, I think it was the same director. It's the same premise, and I'm a sucker for it. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah, there's Christmas Eve, or New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. Every day, let's make a movie about it and then just I, make people. I'm a sucker gross. for the mini stories that take place in the world. Some one of movie. them are good. You know which movie I love is that is that same style as. Um, He's just not that into you. Yeah. Love that movie. Love Absolute yeah. Sucks. There are parts of this movie that are very good, and the acting in it is very well done. It's just way overrated. Like, people are like, oh, it's such a good Christmas movie, and it's such a good love story. No, it is no, not. not. The only person you are rooting for in this love story is the little kid. The rest, of, and maybe Colin Firth, I guess. Take out, take out Kira Knightley and Rick Grimes. Take that whole story out of it. I don't remember, I don't remember his name. Andrew and Lincoln. Drugs. Get that. Get that story out of there because that story is trash. I hate how that ended with the signs. And that's your best friend, dude. Like, and I. Frick and off. I hate how everybody like. Oh does my god! The, it's the, so the card thing. It started the trend so on. Romantic. Yeah. It's so cute. No, it's not. That's the dude's best friend's wife. Like. Oh. And, and he, like plot twist, he's sort of stalking her with like the weird videotaping and photos. At the wedding, and stuff. he videotapes her, just her, the entire time, and then they go back to look at their wedding photos or video, and it's just him like focused on her. It's, it's weird. weird. So you can do a creepy twist to that. All right, switching full, gears, full we're song. gonna go to underrated Christmas movies. Which this was hard for me because I feel like there are. There are plenty of meh Christmas movies, and there's plenty of good Christmas movies, and there's plenty of bad Christmas movies. So, I'm going to say an underrated Christmas movie, only because it wasn't the first Christmas movie that I thought about, and I had to, like, really think. I was like, oh, this is a good movie. I don't know how many people would say it's, like, one of their yearly watches. So, I am going to go with the enter year here, because I don't remember it. Uh... <laughs> Bill Murray classic Scrooge, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies to watch. Nin- 1988. 1988. So the year of my birth, the me, year of our Lord. Me too. Uh, no, the year of our Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh God. Um, Scrooge is a fantastic movie. It has parts in it that you're like, oh, this is definitely not okay. But my favorite part of the movie is the random like. How they do the red, the ghosts of of Christmas past, present, and future, and the different actors and actresses they got. Carol Kane as the ghost of Christmas present is my favorite part of that entire movie because she's just beating the shit out of him mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. And like when he sees her, she's like putting up a sign. It's like the ball breaker suite. And she's like, ah, ah, and just punches him in the face. And like, <laughs> then they're like in the house and she hits him. And he's like, if you touch me like that again, I'll rip your damn wings off oh frank you know how i like the rough stuff like there are just parts of it that are like out of children's realms i remember thinking it was just hysterical because it has like slapstick it has you know the christmas carol uh plot points and and like storyline but it's just good and but i wish bill murray and, and bill murray <laughs> and bill my murray qu- my question is agreed very underrated movie 
like you said, not everybody's yearly watch. I'm watching years. I love that movie, though. It's great. Scrooged, Groundhog's Day. Why couldn't he just cover every holiday? Just do one movie per holiday, well, and I then mean, we'd have a year of Bill Murray. He could do Halloween, or like he you could, could do say the zombie. Well, Ghostbusters would be Halloween. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, no, but an actual like about that season. Like, give us like a like a like a Veterans Day movie, Bill Murray. Like that would be funny. Well, he's in the Platoon movie, not Platoon, but <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The, yeah, uh, what is it? Where like they make fun of the army? He's in that. In the army now? That's Paulie Short you're thinking No, of. no, no. Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray's in an army movie. It, was, it wasn't Platoon. What was it? <sighs> I'm going to look this up. But anyway, Scrooge is a great movie that not it's not on like people's like yearly watch, no. but it needs to be just because it has like all of those funny, like neat things, especially when it's like, like it's just the stuff that comes out of nowhere when he's just acting hysterical and ridiculous. And then like... People may not care, but I looked it up. The the, the army movie is Stripes. Bill yeah. Murray and Stripes. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's going to be the theme for all of us is that these are all going to be good movies that are Christmas movies that people just don't watch a lot because everybody's busy. Everybody's life is busy. So then when you get your time to watch your Christmas movie, you're going to watch Home Alone. You're going to watch go back Rudolph. to the classics. Like, yeah, exactly. Now Where these ones... Sort of gets swept under the rug, even though they're good movies. They're just newer. Now, I would because be that's how I feel about if mine. I didn't say, uh, of the Christmas story-like ones, uh, Christmas Carol is probably my least favorite of the Christmas stories, but Muppets Christmas Carol is a watch I have to do every year. So it wasn't my favorite. It didn't fit in any of the categories, but Muppets Christmas Carol is my favorite Christmas Carol-y movie. Because so, now, so now transferring into mine, let's see if you can guess what oh, wow. mine is. Hey, rush, rush along. Can I have like questions for us? It's from 1992, directed by Brian Henson. With Michael Caine as the lead actor. A Christmas Muppets Carol? Christmas Carol. A Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol is an extremely it's almost like we pipelined into it on accident. Which I thought it was funny that yours is Scrooge along the same thing, you know, uh, Charles Dickens' story and everything mm. like that. It's a movie that we were just looking online for a Christmas movie, or not online, on whatever the tv the streaming service and it popped up like, i haven't watched that in years it's... i'm like we're gonna do the podcast let me see if this is as good as i remember it being and that movie is hysterical it's hysterical and it's good but i have one gripe about it now that i will talk about because i'm one of those weird people that fixates on things and when i had this on tape there's a scene in it that they don't include anymore in it and it does it makes a certain part of this movie make no sense okay so when see if i remember because I had it on tape, too. So, when Belle and Scrooge break up in the snowy field, yes. there is a very beautiful and sad as shit song that Belle sings. And it's called yep. when, when Love Is Gone. It made me cry like a baby as a kid. You can, on old tapes, you can, they left it in, but they do not include it in any of the new DVDs, nor do they include it in any television runnings of it. It's not on Disney, it's It's, not on Disney Plus either. it's not on Disney Plus. And I read why they said, oh, it, it severely brought the tone of it down. It was too sad, which I agree. It's really sad, but it's such a pivotal part of like, to see why Scrooge became so closed off because yeah, like it, if look it up on YouTube, it is very sad but at the end the reason it doesn't make sense is that at the end of the movie when he like 
the whole like Muppet village is with him when he's delivering the goose. They sing the love we found and it's a reprise of the yeah. sad song and it, it feels so out of place it takes the magic weird. away because like there's nothing to correct there right right it's literally like nothing. oh we've now found love but you just omitted the whole thing where it's like a lesson was learned soul crushing the... like these... even thinking about it is getting me a little like because <laughs> it is so sad all these years later i would have never have thought about that never have realized it but the second you said it it brought me back to watching it as a kid on VHS, that whole, yeah, and I, I 100% remember that, her not really dancing, but like flowing through the field and everything yeah, like that. It is, and it's so f***ing sad, and it's literally like, because the whole thing with Scrooge in like the old ones is they mention Belle a little bit, and in the book they mention her, but in any of like the Christmas Carol movies, they never really touch on the fact that like he had his heart broken because yeah. of his choices. Like he wanted to be a successful billionaire, and he took money to mean everything. But this one was the one where she was literally like, "I don't care if we're poor, just so long as we're together." And yeah. he made the choices he made to dump her essentially, and then yeah, like that's what happened. So he lost love, which was the more important thing. And then when he finds it at the end, it's like, oh, his life is enriched. It's not just, hey, I'm going to stop being shitty. And I'm going to donate to money to people. It was literally like, oh, I'm going to surround myself with like people and show them love on Christmas. So, like, yeah, I I think tangent. I think Michael Caine is excellent <laughs> as tangent as Ebenezer Scrooge. He's fantastic. The whole part when he's like the little rat is outside his door and he's so angry and like throws the wreath the, at the it. little the little mouse. He's a mouse or a bunny. Bunny, yeah, and because the only the only rat in it is Rizzo, and he is hysterical. Oh, I was like, I thought Rizzo was a rat. Him and no, him and Gonzo and Gonzo plays Charles Dickens. He's not the only rat. He's not the only rat. He's got like his little family. Well, no, all the rats that are working in the working for for Scrooge. Maybe they would find it warmer on the unemployment line. Yeah, this is our island in the sun, and they start like dancing around. It is. It's it's a very under rate a movie because people don't think of it as a classic because there are so many classic tellings of a Christmas Carol is one of those it's Carol. redone a lot it's redone yeah. all the time like the Grinch we talked about earlier but this one is I don't know I just don't think the Muppets can do anything wrong I I love Muppet movies like, I think is, they're so, so funny good. I think they're so funny because the comedy is there for both kids and adults the Muppets have always and always will be like that I love the characters that they chose to be the certain people. I love that Bob Cratchit's family, all the men are frogs and all the women are pigs. <laughs> like, how does that work? <laughs> I'm Belinda. I'm Patina. Whatever. <laughs> like, I think it's so funny. And yeah, the movie's just, it's, it's underrated. I haven't watched it in years. I watched it just the other day and it's so good. It's just really it, it good. It holds up. It really does. Like, if you watch the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol, which I don't recommend because I did not like it. It goes back it, to the Polar Express thing. It, yes. It doesn't, it just, it doesn't hold up the no. same way. Like, uh, there's, there used to be a website called Better Book Titles, and one of, the one for a Christmas Carol is, Rich People Deserve Second Chances. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically what it is. But a Muppets Christmas Carol, it... It has a lot more kind of depth into it, and it's interesting to watch. And, and this goes back to, I believe it was our first episode, maybe our second episode, our lightning round. What movie 
would you have played by Muppets with one live actor? I did not. You said John Wick. I said John Wick. But <laughs> but that I goes said to Gone Girl. But but that goes that goes to it is that the retelling of a Christmas Carol gets old. It's the same thing over and over. Yeah. You throw fucking frog in there. You throw a pig. You throw. <laughs> There's a Fozzie Bear in there. Like, it's new. It's exciting. The Muppets makes everything fun. Right? Yeah. All right. No, I like it. Anyway, Frankie, what do you Frank, got? We, right. we close so, us out. Hold on. All right. Do you have anything you would like to say about the Muppets? I know. We took off the whole... We were just on a tangent. See, in my mind, I said things, but maybe it was the alcohol. I was talking in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was... I had all this great insight. <laughs> it's up here. Hopefully, it made it into the, the sound think, file. You, you said some things. I think... <laughs> You said, yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, I don't really have anything to add. I think it's just one of those that's pretty good. I always enjoyed the Flintstone one myself as a kid. There's a Flintstone Christmas. There was. There's, There's a, a Flintstone, Flintstone Christmas Carol. The yeah. old... the old, Live like, action or cartoon? No, cartoon. cartoon. Oh. The old Hanna-Barbera, like, Christmas Carols and, like, the, Disney did, like, a Mickey Mouse one and all this. Like, They're if cute. I ever see them on TV, I'll watch it, but I'm never, like, searching for them. No, no, no. Like, it's not a movie you're going to seek out to no. watch every year. But if it's on, you watch it. It's cute. Uh, okay, so for my underrated ones, I had two honorable mentions that I wanted to say. Uh, one was Krampus from 2015. It's the horror comedy so movie. It's so movie. good. It's is fun. that how you? Pro- I always thought Krampus. It was Krampus. Krampus. No, Krampus. Oh. It's German. I think Krampus German. is like the I... American pronunciation. Okay. There is a crew. Of Sorry Krampus that I live parade. in the land of the free. Uh, we we talked about this one too, and you you may not like this one, but I thought an underrated Christmas movie was Christmas with the Cranks from 2004. I read the book, and the book was better. And I also had to pick up that movie theater when it was done, uh, and uh, when it was done, some lady had let her kids shit on the carpet. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and say, for reasons that are not specifically because of the movie, I don't like it. For Christmas. For shits on the floor, Chris, Christmas <laughs> with the Kanks. Cranks. Cranks is where I No, no, no. It's German. It's Christmas with the Kronks. With the Kronks. We, we just did that with Kronks. No. Um, <laughs> wait, that was with, uh, who was in that one? Uh, Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, yes. I do know that one. Which Jamie Lee Curtis did the most with that weird ass wig that she was wearing through that. Oh, I don't even remember the wig, but yeah, now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right, send it. What do you got? I think an underrated Christmas movie is The Office Christmas Party from 2016. Oh, Office Christmas Party. Yeah, I yeah. I've seen it once and I enjoyed it. It's it, it's one of those Office Christmas Party with um it has Jason, Jason Bateman, Bateman, Olivia Munn, yep. okay. and uh Jennifer Aniston. Yep. Okay, so we talked about Christmas movies should meet all these criteria of being like a family movie and all this other stuff. Office Christmas Party is not that. It no. is like the raunchy Christmas movie. Yeah. Like, so if you want to watch them, it's a little bit more on the raunchy side. It does have its moments, I guess. It's kind of fun. I love it so much. If you want to laugh, you put the kids to sleep, and you want a funny Christmas movie to watch, Office Christmas Party is the way to go. Highly recommend. I've definitely seen it. I don't remember it, though. It's, it's so outrageous. Like It just builds and builds and builds on itself. The whole plot line is... Jennifer Aniston plays this CEO lady who has a younger brother who is a branch manager. And she wants to shut his branch down because she's saying it's not performing well. Yeah. But to try to save the business, he's like, I'm going to throw this awesome Christmas party for my employees. He tries to bring in this new client with this awesome Christmas party because he wants to show like how well they treat okay. their employees and stuff. And of course, all the employees have their own problems and it just... it. 
it escalates, escalates and it gets out of control yeah. and zaniness ensues. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember enough about this movie no, to, have to a really lot give of thoughts, anything. But it was like it. I remember watching it and thinking it was very funny because it definitely goes through all of the uh, Christmas like party tropes where all everyone just gets real loose. Ten out of ten would recommend. That's our list. Let's do lightning round, ladies and gentlemen. This is the lightning round. This is portion. our lightning round question. First movie. Off the top of your head, pick a movie that took place in winter that isn't a Christmas movie, but you wish had Christmas aspects in to make it a Christmas movie, and then would thus be your favorite Christmas movie. All right. God, um, I'll um, go first. Um, I'll go first, give you an example. Mine would be Uncle Buck. Uh, I wish okay. it takes place in winter. I wish that there was something about Christmas in there so that it could be a Christmas movie because I love that movie. And then it would be my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, there is a lot of snow in that movie. Which makes me believe it takes place in winter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> that that could be a really good Christmas movie. Okay, okay. Okay, but would it be, like, what type of Christmas holiday would it be? Like, would it be, like, them... When they're on Hoth! They're well, in Hoth and they're, and they're at the North Pole. Why there's Tauntauns. Why is it called cold? No, um, there's a, no, like, would it be like a Jedi baby or a Jedi that was like the originator for Christmas that they're like, oh, we're going to host? No, it would be an Ewok. There'd be a little furry Ewok in that there. That was Endor, that, not Hoth. That's, in, that's, that's Return of the Jedi. We're talking about Empire Strikes Back. Okay, but are there only children in Bethlehem? No. Are there only Ewoks on Endor? Actually, we, we don't know. Okay, all right. Could, could Star Wars Jesus not be an Ewok? Sure, sure, why not? On Hoth? <laughs> Mary but, and Joseph had to go somewhere. But that that's my pick. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, that's you my... Like, you act like I'm an idiot. And there's a reason to everything in this mind. Okay, I, 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 it took, the, it took a minute, but I figured it out. I would do Fargo. Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah, a good pick. Yeah. That's right. a good pick. Definitely oh, snow I, in that I one. I thought I was only going to see a Christmas tree, but I found a body in the wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Fargo's good. All right, Frankie. Like lightning. All right, so we talked about the Grinch earlier. So this, that's going to be my segue into who did it better. Jim Carrey as the Grinch, or Mike Myers as the Cat in the Hat. And I'm going to go with the Cat in the Hat, Mike Myers. And I say that because Mike Myers is the reason why they cannot make live-action Dr. Seuss movies anymore. Because he did it so well. He was so raunchy. Off the cuff, the first thing that popped in my head, and that's the point of this, is Mike Myers. He's so good as the Cat in the Hat. Jim Carrey is almost just as good as the Grinch, and that movie is fantastic, but... And the thing is, I think the Grinch of the movie is better than the movie The Cat in the Hat, but I think Mike Myers played Cat in the Hat better than Jim Carrey played The Grinch. Ooh, okay. I can get on that bandwagon. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say I'll be the, the lone wolf and say <laughs> that uh, Jim Carrey as The Grinch because he... It wasn't just like him embodying like the character of The Grinch who hated Christmas or whatever, but just... His whole, like, the way his body moved and the way he was just always grumpy. And it, it wasn't just about Christmas. He just didn't like these people and how he's just like, mm. And he had, like, his list of, like, <laughs> what's it? Solve world hunger? Tell no one. <laughs> like, his whole thing, just his whole shtick of being just that. I thought his characterization of the Grinch and the 
Because he had, like, a motive and a motive and an intent. Whereas Mike Myers did not. Mike Myers' entire, like, or the cat that had as a character, his only, it was just to choose chaos. Whereas Jim Carrey had a, like, a start, a finish, and a middle. You dirty hoe. (laughs) I'm sorry, baby, didn't mean it. Um... Okay. Oh, so I think that's on? my lightning round question. Oh, okay. And this is gonna be interesting. If you had to live a year in the life of a Christmas character, so you have a lot that you can choose from. You could choose Ralphie. You could choose Macaulay Culkin. You could choose um, the Grinch. You could choose. No, we get what Christmas characters are. But <laughs> it's at their worst point. I'm going to go back. Well, you go first. This okay, is your question. Okay, well, I would ahead. say Macaulay Culkin, because his family was still rich as shit, and he just had, like, one bad day. So, like, he, like, it, it would be fine. And I'd be a resourceful little smout-marthing asshole, which I am in general. So it, it's not a hard stretch. Santa Claus. You have one day a year where you have to do anything. But you'd have to be fat and hairy and you have to check your boxes. I'm already no, no, you, fat and hairy. You have to check your list that gets delivered to your house. That's fine. I'll check my list. If that's my m- number one priority, I have to check a list. I go Hold go on. eat milk and cookies and I have know, one question for you. Claus. But what if I fall off the roof? Then I'm uh, dead. <laughs> yeah, you just vanish. Whatever. I think for me, I'm going to bring it back to my best Christmas movie. I'm going to be Mr. Griswold, Chevy Chase's character. Because even at his... With your non-nutritive cereal varnish? Even at his worst, he still has the family under one roof. And it's a nice little household Christmas day. And you would be able to go to, like, you'd be able to do that? You'd be able to go to Europe? You'd be able to go across country to Wally World? You'd be able to go to Vegas? And not go to Wally World? (laughs) Go to Vegas and come home with six new cars because Rusty illegally gambled? Well, guys, that was our Christmas episode. I know it's been a long time. Thank you for listening. Everybody, I'm sure, is going to do their little sign-off. But we're going to do our best to get you content as soon as we can, when we can. So thanks for listening, and... Be a person that's good to other persons. Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> this is Curly. I want to say thank you for listening. Happy holidays. I know we talked about a lot of Christmas movies, but it is a holiday for everyone. Like, the holiday season is meant for everyone. Spend time with your family. Enjoy listening to us talk if you want to so do so. But otherwise, just, like, you know, goodwill towards men and whatnot. This is Frankie. Thank you for listening. We definitely want to do some content once a month uh, moving forward. We're glad to be back. We were actually really excited to actually get together again after a few months of uh, being apart for so long. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of Christmas movies, but Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays to everybody. I'm so excited to be back with you guys to talk about movies and moving forward. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.